The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show coming to you via the miracle of the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the magazine texasfootball.com, a corresponding website, the host of this here internet show. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating what would have been his 210th birthday. Happy birthday to Abraham Lincoln. There we go. Now hey, here, you want to you wanna ride the history nerd train? Consensus number one overall? Oh, consensus number one overall. Yeah. Come on. I was going to say. Come on. I know, uh, I know there's some. Be- George Washington gets in the mix because he – and he was impo- – hey, guys, the official stance of Dave Campbell's Texas football, George Washington, good. thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, I, think Pretty good I think Washington is the easy number two. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Lincoln documentary has reappeared on uh, in existence. It used to be on the History Channel in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now on YouTube. I will send you that link. Please I, do. I just have the file. I downloaded it because it's impossible to find. Please it's do. It's three yeah. hours, and I can't get enough of it. I'll okay. watch, I watch it all day Saturday or Sunday. Did, did you like the Spielberg movie, the Daniel Day-Lewis it's a Lincoln. weird story to write a movie around. Yeah. You had to do it against something, I guess. But it's basically just watching a ghost and yeah. being excited about it if you're a nerd. Right. They were the, – the weird you know, thing about – Many ghosts. About yeah. I mean, yeah. like, uh, Straytharn does an incredible job with Seward. Mm-hmm. Like, many ghosts you get to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super into that. The, the that's a, It was an odd movie because it's like – Instead of doing like the traditional like biopic, like for example, my wife watched The Theory of Everything. Sure. This weekend. Right. And The Theory of Everything is essentially a biopic about Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. It kind of, you know, it focuses a little bit mostly on, on kind of his relationship with his wife, but like it's, it's really just about him overall. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that with Lincoln, probably, probably smartly because there's too much, they took this very narrow moment in time. Yeah. And they said, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was interesting. I didn't, I didn't it, hate it. it. It's not the greatest movie of all time, but I, I, like, I, I own it and will watch it a ton just for all the reasons I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, li- I usually like that kind of take when it comes to biopics. Yeah. Take a week or something out of somebody's life. Is there a cons- and what happens? It's the best way to do it. it yeah. To be clear, if you try to encapsulate someone's life in like 45 years, it's a disaster. You get Bohemian Rhapsody. The, yeah, yeah, the movie's a bad movie. Uh, anyway, is there a consensus worst president? Buchanan? I'm going to go with Buchanan. Uh, Buchanan's tough. Andrew Johnson Jack- sucks. Jackson's up there, too. Jackson Jackson's, sucks. Jackson's a worse human being, but Buchanan's a wet wet blanket. He's just a limp spine. He's nothing. Hoover's not doing much, either. Uh, mm. Yeah, but, man. Anyway, this is not a presidential show. First Harding's not great, either. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, no, no, teapot no. yeah, a lot of scandal there. Uh, just a lot of corruption. Uh, first four through the door, Ruben Rios, Matthew McSpadden, Daniel Agnew, and Miziel Romero. Sit and sitting to my right, the XFL to my AAF, our West African prince, it is Ishmael Johnson. How you doing? You weren't on the show yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah Brent says, sweet, Ish is back. He's not dead. Correct. Uh, we told you. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Well, how can you guys don't believe us? Yeah, well, well, you know, should they believe us? Yeah, also true. Counterpoint. Um, <laughs> did you watch any of the AAF this weekend? No, because um, usually, I guess I'm in the minority that like when football ends, I'm kind of like, cool, let's take a break. Mm. Like I, mm. the to me, the appeal of football is that it's only a couple months, mm. and that you know. Like, you can lock in on, on other stuff. Now. I can lock in on other stuff. And, like, again, the appeal is that it's only 16, 17 weeks. And I feel that, especially in America, we really don't have an off season. Like, there's so much. Mm-hmm. Fo- like, NFL Live runs in July. Yeah. Like, NFL Live is also on in March. Like, there, there's never not football. So, I'm just like, ah, oh, there's more football. I don't, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I didn't see it. Are you going to watch the XFL? No. <laughs> see, my official stance is, like, I need a break, too. Yeah. Yeah. But at least when things start, when we start, we'll start looking at spring practices, spring ball, and seven on seven. Mm-hmm. Those are not full football, but they help me understand the upcoming storyline, right? Mm-hmm. I get sure. to I get to see some new players for the first time, but I don't have to take it that seriously. Sure, and I get to know more coaches and new people in new places, and I kind of see how things are starting to fit. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a new league. Right, mm-hmm. I don't right. need more teams in my. I life. don't right exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't, Birmingham. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like yeah. it's all. Oh, shout out to Luis Perez. I'm glad he's getting a shot with someone. But yeah, I just I can't bring myself to care. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but the, uh, there are some I, good. Like there are some like like, like we have yeah. Luis Perez. We have uh, Larry Rose the third. Right. We yeah. have players getting shots. But honestly, I'm just kind of hoping they get a shot in the NFL. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I don't want to see him in the All AAF. you're saying is that you're hoping that this is a stepping stone. Like, right. To yeah. I hope we get a Tommy Maddox scenario where yeah. it's like, oh, this guy's good. Bring him yeah. into the, you know, the good league. Uh, bring him into uh, uh, the good league. Uh, today is, what is today? Oh, my God. February 12th. Thank you. Today <laughs> is Tuesday, February 12th, 2019. Sorry, my computer freaked out for a moment. Okay. 289 days till Thanksgiving, episode 707. 707, Darren Oliver's OPS at his Lester's Texas Rangers career. On today's show, folks, we are going to do our Golden Triangle postmortem. A lot of good football down there. Um, yeah. So we did Wichita Falls, and now we're doing Golden Triangle, like a real heater. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do that. And then we're going to hear from Matt Sepp, who talked with Alvin Shadow Creek coach Brad Butler, and Killeen coach Neil Searcy. So we will hear from both those gentlemen coming up here with the back half of the show. Let's get into our Golden Triangle year in review first and foremost. Uh, we'll start with what was the big picture. And the big picture was, like, super good. Yeah. But super good in a way, like, super good and almost could have been even better. That So the fact that Newton won a state championship does not represent, in my opinion, does Mm -hmm. not represent a surprise. Right? Does Mm -hmm. not represent a surprise. Right. Um, The fact that Beaumont Westbrook went to a title game does represent a surprise step brought this up and i feel like we have not talked enough about it about how we had a 6a state championship game which involved two teams Mm -hmm. from non-metro areas yep we had that was awesome i mean not that beaumont isn't you know what i mean yeah they know they know know yes they know that that not from dallas austin houston or san antonio Mm -hmm. we had a team from beaumont play a team from east texas yeah. That is super rare, guys. It's pretty cool. And and a lot of that, you know, obviously Beaumont Westbrook did their part. They were kind of the darling that that sprung the upset. They went through region three. We figured they would they would be no worse than co favorites in region three, but then mm-hmm. we thought, okay, Westlake, Westlake end right. of the road. Yeah. The fact they got to a state championship game is really truly remarkable. And by the way, came within a whisker of win of the yeah. day thing. Almost won. Um Jasper had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um I think the only way that you could say 
um, that it could have been better, that it was it was great. It was arguably the strongest region per capita in the in the state. It could have been like super elite that we've never seen it before mm-hmm. if a team from 4A Division Two had gotten in there. Yeah. Basically, Silsby, West Orange, Stark, or Jasper. Uh, Silsby knocked out West Orange, Stark. I believe West Orange, Stark knocked out Jasper. Um, if you had gotten a team from there um, into a title game, basically if, if one of them, if, if whoever had come out of Region 3 had beaten Quero, then we would be talking about like a, an historic year in Golden Triangle. Instead, it was just a super amazing, unbelievable year <laughs> in the Golden Triangle. Um, team of the year, I don't think they're... You have a lot of options, but I also think that it's staring you in the face. Yeah. yeah. That it has to be Newton. Newton entered the year as our number one team in 3A Division II. Um, they did nothing basically along the way to make us think any differently. And their dominance all year long had us having these conversations around the Dave Campbell's offices of, is this the best team in the state? Mm-hmm. Like, is this the best pound-for-pound team in the state? Obviously, look, if Newton went up against Galena Park North Shore, I know who I would take. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying pound-for-pound, pound, based on what they were doing, it, it really, you know, I, I think that... There is still that argument. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to say, now look, Canadian gave them a run in the state championship game, and by the way, they got a real test from East Bernard yeah. in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. So they showed some mortality late, as you are probably going to do when you play the greatest teams in the state. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any doubt that they were the best team in three A Division two, and I don't think there is any doubt that they, in my opinion. In, in, in a sea of really good Golden Triangle teams, they were the best Golden Triangle team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, they were the biggest evidence we had of punching up their weight and yeah. still knocking teams out. Correct. Right. We have, of course, we've gone through the wins over Silsby, West Orange mm-hmm. Stark, and all that. And so it's like, okay, well, we know this team can also elevate their play and play with, you know, the bigger dogs. So we yes. had that tangible evidence that, yeah, they probably, they probably do have the best resume in terms of top to bottom, pound for pound, like you said. Yes. Um, biggest surprise. Let's go with Hampshire Finette. It's the Longhorns, uh, new, new coach in, in Mark Wagner, who came over after a, a, a really tremendous stint at Waco Riker in the pri- in the private school ranks, uh, and took over a, a, uh, Hampshire Finette team, Hampshire Finette program that was really and truly stuck in the mud. Uh, they were two and seven in 20, 2017. They were two and nine in 2016. Um, the last last really good year they had was back in 2015. It had been a while since Hampshire Finette uh, was really uh, was relevant. Well, to go five and six, and more importantly, to go five and six in their own district and the way that they did it, that go ask Silsby, <laughs> who beat them by one. Mm-hmm. Go ask West Orange Shark. That game was tight, in you know you know late in the game, um, to get into the playoffs and to go six and five or five and six, rather, the record is not going to sh- to dazzle you. But what Mark Wagner was able to put together there and what the Longhorns were able to do represents a big-time surprise. It would, I would need to go look. Um, they might have, We might have picked them last in district. Um, I should, probably should have looked that up before we started. But point is, a really remarkable year for them uh, just to get into the playoffs, to win the games that they needed to to get into the playoffs. I think that that... Uh, represents a, a, a big time surprise there uh, in in Ham- at Hampshire Finette. Uh, 
Um, regional coach of the year. Again, I don't think I think that there's a lot of great choices, but I also think that the obvious one's staring you in the face, and mm. that's Eric Peavy yep. at, at Beaumont Westbrook. I think it's easy to forget that this was his second year there. Um, and that last year was like fine. I want to say they went like six and five. Um, I mean, they were, you know, they were okay. Yeah. They're nothing but, in fact, uh, they were, it says they marked their record as six and three. That's right. They, they, they missed the playoff load or they, they made the playoffs and lost the first round. Um, yeah, this is, um, I mean, to be able to do that. <laughs> lost a long view last year yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they lost, lost long view in the first round. Yeah. Um, I just don't think you can overstate how impressive that is to mm-hmm. take a team from that part of the world and make it to a 6A state championship game to upset Westlake, to get through kind of the uh, the, the the big dogs in the Houston area in Region 3, uh, to, to find the right mix of guys um, and to do it in a way that it's not just your quarterback and your running back, but also your defense coming up with timely turnovers and, and, and scoring on defense. Uh, he pushed every right button this year. Every single right button. And and I, I've said it before. I said it on Fox after right like right after the game. And I said it, and I've said it on this show, and I'll say it again. If you think that Westbrook is going away, you are wrong. You are wrong. You're just wrong. That, that Eric Peavy's building something there at Westbrook that is not a flash in the pan, and that they're going to be around for a long, long time. So there's that. Um, player of the year. Um, another, you know, I, I think you got to go with the best player on the best team and the most consistent player on the, on the, most cons- on the, on the best team. And, and as a result, that's Darwin Barlow, yeah. uh, the running back at Newton. And you saw what happened when they did not have Tamasha Brown back there. You saw that basically they said, we're going to need you to carry us to a title. Yep. And he did. Mm-hmm. And he came up aces. Um, he ends up running for 2,366 yards and 42 touchdowns on the year. Uh, he averaged 11.5 yards to carry. Um, Darwin Barlow was the single most dominant force in Golden Triangle football in 2018. And that's certainly saying something. Did you see the video of him uh, yesterday or the day before? Uh, Bar- Barlow was like six foot 190, mm-hmm. right? 195. Yeah. Deadlifting 600 pounds. Lord <laughs> almighty. He's gonna have yeah. TCU fans are gonna like him. Yeah, I will just say that TCU He's fans, you will you will enjoy watching Darwin Barlow run. Uh, so what's ahead? So so what's interesting now is that as great as 2018 was, in a lot of ways, 2019 is going to be a bit more of a reset. Mm-hmm. That that Westbrook was a real senior heavy team. Newton, real, real senior, senior heavy team. Um, a lot of the other team, uh, Silsby and Jasper, both pretty senior heavy. But there is one team that's pretty young. It's West Orange Stark. <laughs> the one team you haven't mentioned, which is hilarious because it's because that's always their region. Yep. Yeah. Whenever we yep. talk about Golden Triangle yep. for the past five years, we've yep. talked about West Orange Stark. Obviously a disappointment this year not to make it back to a state championship game, not even to make it out of their own region, but... The other thing was that they were very young, and because they were all banged up, mm-hmm. like the seniors they did have, they got a lot of run in their young players. Yep. So, in a lot of ways, yes, it was a fantastic year for these teams we didn't expect, but now kind of looming back here waiting their turn <laughs> is the team that we've come to expect every single year. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be interesting in Golden Triangle. I- I'm really interested to see what Westbrook does now that they kind of have the target on their chest. Uh, I think that that, that, that fascinates me. 
Um, Newton obviously has a little bit of rebuilding to do. Uh, we still don't know what the coaching situation is going to be like uh, with, with W.T. Johnston. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I, I would say a, a season of transition, but in those seasons of transition, you lean towards guys like Cornell Thompson and West Orange Stark. Uh, I figure they're going to be back in the mix, you know, death taxes and, and, and the Mustangs. So that is a golden triangle. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. TexasFootball.com is also where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Two magazines, but the thing I'm going to push for you today is that we got something rolling out tomorrow that you're going to want to be an insider for. I'm just going to say that. We'll talk about it a little bit more on the show tomorrow, but uh, you're going to want to be an insider for what we're going to have on the site tomorrow. There's that. Full stop. TexasFootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Matt Stepp was down in College Station this weekend at the Lone Star Clinic, chopping it up with a number of coaches. Uh, speaking of state championships... Uh, one guy we saw at the state championships, uh, the head coach of the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks. What a first varsity season for the Sharks. Uh, coach Brad Butler was down there, caught up with Matt Stepp. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with Shadow Creek coach Brad Butler here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Lone Star Coaches Clinic in College Station, Texas, here with the head coach of the Shadow Creek Sharks, Coach Brad Butler. Uh, coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. Uh, you're, you're a popular guy at these clinics now. You win a few ball games, everybody wants to chat with you, right? Oh, man, I'm just seeing old friends and getting a chance to visit a little bit. It's always nice. All right, uh, now this clinic, uh, last year was my first time coming to the clinic. It's a, it's a wonderful clinic, a lot of great coaches and great speakers. Uh, I know you're, you're a regular visitor to this clinic. What, what makes this clinic a, a, a must-see uh, must on your itinerary every offseason? Well, you know, being from Houston, it's, it's easy for us to get to, and our guys really enjoy coming up here and, and going and listening to the lecture, but then also following up with the breakout sessions and having the chance to ask some questions and stuff. So it's always a great clinic. You don't get, the, you don't get just the generic clinic talk either. I mean, you get some X's and O's. Do you have your pen ready to draw, draw some plays up on a napkin? We do. I've got my pen and paper over here behind us and, and, and ready. You drawing anything up yet? Oh, yeah. There yeah. You go. Okay. All right. Now, uh, obviously last year, uh, uh, what – just a wonderful, wonderful season. You went 15-1. and one. You're setting the bar pretty high. I mean, I guess you got to go to state every year now, it seems like. Um, but I, I think part of the good luck was you, you interviewed with me last year. So I think right. you know, if I guess if you're going to play in the state championship game, game every year, you'll do the interview with me every year, right? Oh, you bet. If that's what it takes, we'll do it. You bet. Sign us up. All right. Now, uh, your senior class is obviously very special. They kind of got things going. Uh, just talk about your kids and how special that group of seniors that have moved on, how special that class was to you and your coaches. Well, you know, when we talked last year, you know, I, I felt like we had a chance to be competitive. But in our wildest dreams, we didn't know that everything would come together as soon as it did. And uh, really, we had some, some seniors that, that really bought in from three years ago when the school opened and, and did a great job of helping us set a foundation that, that we were able to win some games and build confidence as we went. And before we know it, you know, it just took off. And so very, very proud of the senior leadership we had. Now let's look ahead at 2019. What's uh, Obviously, you know, the expectations are going to be high. I mean, you win a lot of games. It's just part of the deal. But uh, you and your coaches refocusing your kids to work hard in the offseason. What's the, been the message like? Uh, what's the focus of this offseason? 
Well, I think first of all, you know, uh, I wanted them to, to enjoy it. And, you know, the disappointment of losing the championship game, I mean, that stings and it stung our guys. And But once you back off and, and, and realize what they were able to accomplish in year one, you know, I, I think they do have a lot to be proud of. And at this point, moving forward in the spring, it's that it's done. And so from this point on, it's, it's these new guys, it's, it's their time, and, and it's going to be whatever they make it, and we can't rest on, you know, yesterday's news. So. All right. Now, uh, you're a Brownwood guy. You're from Brownwood. I'm from Everman. So, you know, cross paths in the, in the past, Brownwood and Everman. They've had right. some battles. Uh, now, you played for Coach Randy Allen, uh, who's the head coach of Highland Park, and you coached against him in the state championship game. Yeah. Now, before the game, I saw you guys talking it up and chatting a little bit. I mean, were y'all – were y'all swapping old Brownwood stories, or I mean, you know, that's, that's, that was got to be a, a surreal thing, right? You, you know, for for a young high school guy growing up, I mean, you you hold your coach in, in high regard, and and so it was a really special it was a special day for me to go, you know, be on the opposite sideline from a guy that I've got a tremendous amount of respect for, and so a very unusual situation, but uh, it was very special. All right, now. Uh, you know me. I'm I'm a foodie. I, I love to eat. You know I, I you know we, you like to eat too. Yeah yeah yeah. You're zinc burger guy in San Antonio. Max 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 Thompson appreciates that. We so we like good food. So let's let's talk about the, the most famous place to eat in Brownwood, your hometown, Underwoods Barbecue. Now I've been to Underwoods. I like their fried chicken better than the, than the barbecue because I, I, I don't consider it barbecue. I think it's more like it's 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 more home cooking to me. It's not right. quite barbecue. They put barbecue sauce on it, but I'm more a fan of their fried chicken. So what what what's your, what's your uh, uh, overall favorite order at Underwoods? And my then, weakness, my weakness okay. at Underwoods has always been, I go in there and the, they bring around the rolls. Oh, that the rolls. I've never had better rolls than at Underwood. That is definitely my weakness. They're those soft, fluffy, uh, with a little bit of butter, oh, yeah. and then and then at the end, after I've way way overdone the rolls, I like the cobbler. What, you a peach cobbler guy, cherry I'm cobbler? Peach. I'm a peach guy. Okay. You get to get it. You gotta have vanilla ice cream. Yeah. So Underwood's rolls. So I, that's amazing. Their fried chicken is the best fried chicken I've ever had. It's pretty good stuff. It is very good. Yeah, now, that's the most famous place. When you go back home to Brownwood, is there any other place that you go, or is Underwoods your number one? you got to stop there first. We always hit Underwoods, and just back from when I was a kid, you know, we always liked chicken fried steak, and so we'd always make a stop at the section hand out on the highway and, and get some chicken fried steak and gravy and, and uh, do that too. So. i got to ask you, you know, growing up in Brownwood, you know, I, I, I've only, I only got to meet Coach Wood once uh, before, he, before he passed. Away. He's such a, but he was like an icon to me, and I, I'm, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you pl you played in Brownwood, and Coach Wood was around. Just, can you, do you have any like uh, memories of Coach Wood, and kind of what kind of man that he was? Because he's such an icon in all of Texas high school football. I mean, his statue is in front of the stadium. It's one of the coolest things I'll ever see. I mean, I uh, I have some. I had a unique experience. Uh, coach would actually sit in the floor of my living room and we'd play connect four he was a big time dominoes player and checkers and and uh so if he couldn't find a game somewhere else he'd come over and i was just a little kid and we'd sit and compete and connect four and played connect four with coach gordon wood yes wow. numerous times and uh we lived a few blocks down from the high school, and uh, my buddies and I, we'd always congregate in the street or whatever, playing football. You know, street football, right? Street ball. And uh, it was kind of, coach would come down the road, pull up, 
we'd all jump in and, and back in those days you had to move water pipe on the practice fields yeah. and so we're all you know sixth seventh grade kids and he'd load us up and and we go move water pipe and and water the field. free labor right? yep free labor so was, was coach wood a good dominoes player oh yeah yeah good dominoes good connect four whatever he was doing he was competing and he was generally pretty good at it wasn't he yeah, he sure was well coach appreciate your time and enjoy the rest of the coaches clinic and we appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of texas thank you very much matt appreciate it is there he is brad butler head coach of the alvin shadow creek sharks and in a conversation that is tangentially about football um <laughs> what kind of, that's like the most amazing freaking story like gordon wood just Coming on over to play Connect Four with play Brad Connect Butler, yeah. <laughs> and all these years later, Brad Butler is a state championship coaching head coach. Can I like, can I issue a can I issue a take? Can I, I get these takes I, off? No. Oh. Okay. Connect Four, kind of spare. Oh, that's fine. I, I don't care what the dumb game. I mean, if if mm. I have a story about it, oh yes, Gordon I agree with that. Tic tac toe with me. Correct. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Rock paper scissors. Who cares? Yes. Yeah. That that part of it is amazing. Yeah. No, I just no, like no. it. Just reminded me that. Playing Connect Four almost always ends in a draw. Yeah. yeah. Just, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, there's that. Thanks for Brad Butler for, for chatting with Matt Stepdown, College Station. Tic Tac Toe and Connect Four takes. <laughs> yeah, we got <laughs> this show. This show, this has been a weird show. Yeah. Um, then, Matt Step also caught up with the head coach of the Colleen Kangaroos. Yeah, baby. Neil Searcy down there at the uh, at the Lone Star Clinic in College Station. Here's Matt Step's conversation with Neil Searcy of Killeen here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Lone Star Coaches Clinic in College Station, Texas. Here with the head coach of the Killeen Kangaroos, Coach Neil Searcy. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. Yeah, I appreciate the time. All right, Coach, uh, obviously this clinic, uh, it's a little early on Saturday morning. Some of the coaches might have had a good time yeah. last night, so they're kind of trickling in. But you're a veteran of the game, so you're up, up and at them and ready to go like, like a spring chicken. So uh, this clinic is a great clinic. A lot of, a lot of awesome speakers uh, at the college and the high school ranks. And, uh, you know, talk, talk about this clinic and why you chose to come to this clinic and what makes it special. Well, I've been coming to this clinic for several years now. And like, like you said, it's, a, it's an awesome clinic with, uh, with a lot of great college coaches and high school coaches speaking, you know, and, and with a lot to offer. And, uh, you know, uh, Midway, one of our uh, district teams was talking last night, so it's always, get, it's always good to get a sneak peek of what somebody's doing against you. You were definitely going to come into that one, weren't you? Yes, sir. So uh, it, was, it was good to uh, get to listen to that last night. But it's a great clinic and uh, get to see a lot, get to talk to a lot of different coaches from a lot of areas and, and get great ideas uh, that you can take back to your program. Did uh, Coach Hume and his coaches kind of give you the side eye when you walked in, or were they giving you a hard time? Yeah, they weren't going to give up too much, you know, so uh, uh, they they had a couple other district teams in there as well, so they weren't going to give up too much, but it was good to hear. All right. Uh, last year, 2018, you guys had a good year. I know, I know it didn't end the way, the way you wanted, uh, but, you know, lost a couple of close games in district play that ended up hurting you down, down the stretch. And, and in your district, it's a nine-team district. A lot of great teams. Every, yes, it it's it's a grind every week. Um, you talk about that. You know how important it is in this district in 2019. I'm sure you've talked to your kids about it. About how every game is going to be really, really important. How how much each district game takes on uh, extra importance because of the balance. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's one thing that our kids learned uh, from this past season that every game counts in our district. You can't you can't take a week off. Uh, there's no there's no week that you can take off in that district because every game is going to count. Uh, you know, it's a tough district uh from top to bottom uh so uh, you know you have to come you have to come prepared every every single week and you know for us the bad thing for us we 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 didn't play well in a couple of games that we that we thought we should have won and it cost us at the end and, and you know hopefully we can learn from that and and build on that for next year 
when, when you when you uh, get into a district and, and, and realignment comes, most most districts in 6A are 18 districts, and so you kind of have that set three non-district games, by week seven district games. In a nine-team district, you've got two wrinkles at you. You've got the bye week that could come at any point. What, what week is your bye? Our, our bye week is week eight. Okay, so you have a late bye. Yeah. And then you also have your starting district play in week two, basically, yes. uh, or week three, I guess, of the season. You, you play two games, and you're, you're – so does that put extra importance not only on that preseason scrimmage, because it's kind of an accelerated schedule, right? It really is. You know, and that was the thing, too, is, you know, uh, coming out with that nine-team district, and we do spring ball. Uh, so you know, uh, you know, I don't know if it if it benefits you to have spring ball with nine teams, you know, uh, because you have that one scrimmage, two games, and you're right in the district play. So it was it was an adjustment. I, I can tell you that. But you know, I, I thought early on, our you know, for us, our kids did well. You know, adjusted well to it, and we're prepared for it this year because you know we've done it once. So uh, uh, we're looking forward to you know we're looking forward to the start of the season. Uh, now it's a long. August is a long way away. Whole off season, whole summer strength and conditioning to go. But just generally, uh, what can you give Kangaroo fans a little preview of what what kind of team you expect to see when y'all take the field to open the season next year? Well, I tell you, we graduated a lot of kids on defense, but we had we played a lot of kids on defense. So I think defense, you know, defense we're not gonna we're not gonna fall off too far. Uh, what I'm excited about is offense. Offense, we're bringing back eight eight starters on the offense, and you know, and that's where we really have to have to get better. Is on the offense side of the ball. So bringing back that many guys that played, that started, you know, hopefully plays uh, benefits for us uh, this next year. So I'm excited about our offense and uh, and and the kids that we have coming back. We have a running back, uh, Kadarius Marshall, that we're really excited about. That was sophomore last year, junior this year. Is coming back. Is really really a stud athlete, and uh, hoping hoping he has a great year this next year. I'm guessing there'll be some recruiting traffic coming through this spring to take a look at him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he's he's drawing a lot of attention. Uh, have a tight end kid, Nate Camper. He's six, six and a half. Uh, just got an offer from Rice the other day. Uh, he's going to draw a lot of attention as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be a great, it'll be a great spring and and, and hopefully a great football season. For it's always good to have those college guys come through the halls and come because it, it kind of gets that excitement going. And the kids, the kids have a little bounce in their step in off season, don't they? It's a, it's a different momentum whenever those college coaches come around and the kids get excited and and, and they want to perform their best. All right, now final question for you. Uh, now, I've been to Buckley Stadium a couple times for a, a random Thursday game and been been around town, so I, I don't know the lay of the land in Colleen that great, though. So tell me, next time I come to Colleen, where, where do I need to go pregame? Uh, now, Buckley Stadium has a really good press box spread. I'm, I'm sure your assistant coaches have told you about that. Let me tell them to bring some food down to the sideline, right? Yeah, <laughs> and they never do. All right, so uh, in town, where do I need to go eat pregame at, 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 at get a good meal? I tell you, my spot is called Just Cooking. Okay. And uh, it's uh, it's owned by J.R. Scott, one of my former football players, and uh, he does a great job. And and my go-to when I go there is his heavenly nachos, his brisket nachos, and they're and they are awesome. Brisket so nachos. yes, Bris brisket cheese. Sausage. I mean, it, it's it's an it is awesome nachos. Yeah, That's, that sounds good. I'm I'm getting hungry already thinking yeah. about it. Well, coach, appreciate your time. Uh, congrats on, on on a on a good 2018 season, and uh, we'll we'll see you in 2019, and uh, hopefully see you in the playoffs. All right, look forward to it. Thank you, Matt. Great job. There is Neil Sear Neil Searcy. Well, you're you're real struggling with that. Well, there's a lot, a lot of vowels yeah. there. Yeah. A head coach of the Colleen Kangaroos says, says the place to eat in Colleen is. Just cooking, and the thing to get is the uh, giant nachos, which are brisket and sausage nachos. So here's here's the thing about Killeen, yeah, and the thing oh, the thing of, of why why that is a trustworthy opinion. Yeah. Okay, is that Killeen, of course, is home to Fort Hood, mm -hmm. 
So there's a lot of a lot of military folk walking yeah. around. You talked to the folks we had in for uh, uh, for uh, Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Military folk, they take food seriously. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there are not if you're a bad restaurant in 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 yeah. in, a, in a military town. Yeah. You're getting run out the paint, okay? <laughs> that is true. You got to like you got to have you got to have it on point, which is why I I, I, I would trust somebody like Neil Searcy uh, to tell us. I partially grew up in Clean, so yeah, that's very true. Yes, yeah. so, Ava's Caribbean restaurant as well. Oh, hey, all right. Well, there's a bonus, a bonus from, from yes. Michelle Johnson. Uh, we'll have um, all those interviews are now up on the YouTube's. Is that right? Uh, they're going up each day that we play them on here. I've put them up, uh, but they should be all live today. I think. Okay, so, I think so. So yeah. check those out at uh, YouTube.com/slash Dave Campbell's TF, I believe is where it is. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Uh, Miziel says all he learned from your Connect Four rant was that you're probably just not very good at it Ooh. oh harsh Ooh. harsh harsh okay all right. uh coach coach butler and and step talked about underwoods being the place to go in brownwood i think that's pretty established matthew mcspadden's been there and says it's awesome chicken fried steak uh fried chicken lots of good stuff there more importantly we got uh Andrew Christensen was something that i think uh ties a lot of things together that are going on over here right now I, if you've been paying attention on twitter the high school helmet project at texasfootball.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. Matt Davenport's uh, passion project is now live on texasfootball.com slash helmets. Texasfootball.com slash helmets. Uh, we are updating that archive constantly, and we need coaches with logos and helmet ba- pictures and things to send us the info so we can update those archives. It's a lot of. It's been really exciting. Lots of coaches get into it. It's fun. Andrew Christensen said, "You know, recently I've seen there's been tons of updated helmets on your collection. Mm-hmm. What are some of your guys' favorite helmets?" In, this, in general, uh, I'm, I'm going to say let's leave it to the high school teams because well, um, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, not just the updated ones, but in general, sure, okay. Um, I will start Ooh, and give you guys a second a because one. I've been yeah. looking at more of them now. Mm-hmm. The one that everyone reacts to right now is Groover because they use the old Houston Gamblers logo. And yes, it's awesome. ah, nice. that is very yeah. good. It's awesome. Uh, they were in the state championships, and that was a thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people noticed too. I am actually the one that I am actually really fond of, and it 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 honestly is not some miraculous design is the mm-hmm. Navasota helmet. Yes. Oh, sure. I love the blue, the black, the end with the star. Yeah. Like it, I just, That's a it's, good one. it's really clean and I really like it. I think it looks really great. Um, the one that everyone always says is shiner because the logo is just Shiner's so great. awesome. It is very good. Um, it's the old school kind of shiner crest and it's, it's, it's just freaking awesome. So there's a few. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that, in order to qualify for my list, Ooh. yes, you got to be an original logo. Okay, okay, fair because enough. there's fair. there's okay. too many, and, and and I understand that's the you know yep. it happens, yep. but there are a lot of yeah teams out there that basically crib an NFL or a college logo, sure. Sure. and they throw it on the helmet and they're done, yeah. and yep. that's okay. I'm not here to say that, but if you're gonna make my list, you got to be original. I really. I've always had a very special place in my heart for Katie's helmet. It sure. is great. It you is think? really yeah. it's it yeah. you always know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good helmet. Um I would also throw in there um and I'm not the kind of guy who loves um the chrome but Brock's chrome helmets are really good with yeah. just kind of the the feathers. Oh, well, is that not cribbing organ? Oh, it is. Well, it is. Oh, good if point. we're being honest, I'm, I'm, I'm holding Greg. To his own that's fine. No, I no, I no no. 
Um, which, I like the helmet. Which though. Ruben, I, by I the way, like the has created the hashtag hashtag TEP standards. Those are my TEP standards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what do you think? Uh, for me, growing up, I always liked Cedar Parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the when they, yeah, because yeah. the when I remember they first started out, they were just a dark a forest green helmet. Yep. Uh, no logo. Then they added yeah. the Timberwolf, and I thought that was a really cool look. Yeah. Uh, Hershey. I like the Husky. That I'm new, a fan that, yeah, of that. Yeah, that freaking that new the red with yeah. the, the that red with that sort of light baby blue. Is, right. It's hard to beat, man. Yep. That yeah. one's one of my favorites. That's a great pick. Uh, yeah. That, and that no, one's I, that one's been recently updated. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I think a lot, a lot of times it's not even about the logo, right? Sure. Just sure. the Westlake helmet with that color combination, mm-hmm. the red on silver with the blue, the mm-hmm. blue stripe. It mm-hmm. just looks it's good. classic. It just right? looks good. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot There's of good a ones. A lot. Uh, Mason, another simple yes. one. Yeah. But like just taking the horseshoe and then putting the M in it looks really mm-hmm. sharp. Um. I'm trying to think of newer schools that have kind of come out of nowhere. That I mean, like the uh, the we we just added the uh, Pebble Hills one. Yes, yeah. of course. Which is a co- it's a teal and orange and silver should that not is, go together. That right. is a but that is do. a school that is that that is a school. And by the way, it's up here. I'm going to point. It's, it's right over right Isha's shoulder, shoulder next to the logo. It is yeah. a uh, the keep it 300. Yeah. Um, back there, there. Yeah. right there. Go. You got it. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay. That is that is a yeah that is a a school that is entirely based on a weirdo uh, like color scheme, Mm -hmm. but just finds a way to work. Here's one that is a uh, pretty brand new school, Leander Glenn. Yes, I don't, I don't think seen, I even yeah, noticed. It's, it's a bear, bear claw, claws. just kind of slap. Yeah. It's a really I'm nice. Looking one. it up yeah. at TexasFootball.com/slash/helmets right now. Yes, yeah. you which are. Is my source. Yes. Uh, for helmets. Let's <laughs> yes, see. Yes, you uh, are. Glenn. Ooh, yeah, that is sharp. Right? That is nice, yeah. and the color schemes works really well. Color schemes good. Gray. Yeah, kind of grayish. Yeah. Uh, the navy in it. One of the yep. first ones we got in was the Amarillo Paladuro Dons, and it's got the cartoon Don in the state. I'm of into Texas. that. Ooh, it's very into that. Great. Um, if you have the state of Texas on your helmet, I'm gonna, yeah. right, I'm gonna yeah. be generally pretty into yeah. it. I'm gonna ride for you. Okay, pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, we will continue to look through that, and we'll have a better list at yeah. some point. The Permian look. Really of I mean, it's of that's, that's like, like a iconic. classic. Of course. You know. um, yeah, I like I'm, going, I'm going through some real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Tepper. <laughs> We're I'm plugging scroll- our website here. TexasFootball.com. Have you guys seen the new Dallas Sunset? No. Oh, is that on TexasFootball.com? It is. It is. With the cartoon bull. Oh, the bison. That's pretty nice. I like that a lot. That's really cool. And I don't know if that's cribbing anyone, but it looks good. It looks really good. I don't think it's cribbing Yeah, and I love that... Dumas did the ASU pitchfork. It's, mm. it's stealing, but it looks good. Um, but you're right. The, the Glenn Grizzlies is a good one. Um, Dickinson, I love that D. Yeah, love D- that right yeah. there. That, and then like the line kind of mm. going under it. I think, also, the, the the Sadler SNS Consolidated uh, Ram is pretty awesome. I don't uh, think I. You know what? I think I've I think I've seen this, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. So there's some really good ones. Uh, Just go browsing at TexasFootball.com yeah. slash helmets and and let yeah. us know. Yeah. Let us know what yeah. your favorite helmet is. Yeah, no, I, I like them all. There's a lot of really, really good ones. Um, I like the shout-out for Lytle with the uh, – it's just yellow with a giant skull and crossbones uh, oh. across the front of it. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Sure. That's, that's, a nice one. that's a nice one. What do you, how do we feel about the helmet that has a different thing on both sides? I'm okay Cause, with Because Lytle – I'm, Lytle, okay I'm okay looking at Lytle right now. Right, they have the number on one side. Has the number if on every one team started doing it, I, yeah. I think I'd probably lose interest. But, like, the select team's doing yeah. it, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. that. I do. I agree with uh, James uh, Moiti, the uh, that 
goth like that uh, old school times gothic uh, N on the Nederland helmet with the gold um, background, the black mm-hmm. N. With the, uh, it looks really good. Yeah, it really, it really it, yeah, really looks good. like it. It looks like it comes from like a yeah. script seventeenth yeah. century yeah. church. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good ones. I like so, it. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for spending yeah. part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please give me a player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.